Welcome to the Twinkle Talks EYFS podcast. Working in the early years is busy, funny, messy and exhausting. Join me, Shana, and the rest of the Twinkle EYFS team as we talk honestly about our experiences as practitioners, teachers and professional nappy changers. Whether you're listening to increase your CPD hours or catching up on our antics whilst driving home from work, Twinkle EYFS will share everything you need to know about all things early years. Hello and welcome to another episode of Twinkle Talks EYFS. We are so glad to have you back. And for the first time, we've got some returning guests. We've got Julia and Louise, who were on before talking about attachment theory. This time, they're here to talk to us about loose parts. So before we get there, let's celebrate what you guys have been up to in your settings with Praise a Practitioner. would like to give a shout out to Barbara and Sally and the rest of the staff at Banstead Infant School. She says they are all doing an amazing job and the school environment is so creative and inviting. Well done everyone! Matt would like to celebrate Lauren Knight from Park Hill for running an amazing early years unit and for being such an inspiration to us all. And last but certainly not least, we actually have a request from the Twinkle EYFS team. They would like to celebrate Natalie Swindle as they miss your EYFS posts. They say she always posted the most amazing things from her nursery class, but she's now moved to year one. Luckily, she's still posting about the amazing looking early years things she's bringing to her year one class. Great job, Natalie. That's it for this week's Praise a Practitioner, but if you have anyone that you'd like to celebrate from your setting, get in touch on social media. Uh, Well done, everybody. We absolutely love this segment and praising you guys who are on the front line, as it were, so keep them coming. Let us know what you guys are up to in your settings and who we should celebrate. But now onto the main event, we've got our wonderful Julia and Louise back with us to talk about loose parts. So let's get chatting. Hey, Julia and Louise are back. Hi, guys. Now we've had a conversation about a little nickname for you guys like Brangelina (laughs) and all of that. And guys, what have you settled on? I think I think it was Lulia. Lulia, isn't that Lulia. Louise and Julia. So we're an official couple now and we'll have to go everywhere together purely so we can use this. <laughs> this is a Twinkle EYFS official <laughs> breaking news. Lulia is a thing. I mean, I still, I've, I'm, I'm biased. I like Juju and Lou, but apparently I've been outnumbered, so it is what it is. But yeah, how have you been since last episode? Have you, how, how have you been coping with your newfound fame? Oh, yeah. I don't know how to walk the streets anymore. I get stopped all the time in the supermarket. Oh, you and me both, guys. Like, it's a tough life, but you know. (laughs) Oh, dear. But seriously, how have you been? It's been nice to see you again. It's lovely to see you. Lovely for having us back. We appreciate it. How's Ozzy been? Any happy birthdays driving him mad? Uh, We have had a family birthday and shock horror. 
he didn't bark in Harry no. Potter. No, he did. Maybe I don't he felt called he out after the podcast. Yeah. He no, what's heard happened? It. I'm, I'm starting to worry that he's lost his right to bark in happy <gasps> birthday oh he feels oppressed who's taken i don't know who's taken it away from him because it's clearly not me i feel like it's me I oh dear like, oh no. you'll just have to show him how it's done next time there's a oh. birthday rolls around oh <laughs> 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 do you remember this <laughs> the good times we had <laughs> oh that was the best thing i've ever heard julia barking for us that was thank you thank you for that lovely tidbit that's going on the promo (laughs) like what is this podcast about and you know what i've had to read my notes to figure out what we were doing so today with all the silliness aside we are actually going to be talking about something really fun and i know a lot of our listeners and our followers on social media you know really like to talk about this and to be honest i'd like to talk about it because i'm a little bit confused so we're going to cover the topic of loose parts and loose parts theory so first first of all i didn't know that loose parts and loose parts theories were separate can someone please explain both? <laughs> yes. I think it's not obvious that there's a theory behind it because we don't always talk about it when we talk about loose parts. But it is really interesting and it kind of stems from Simon Nicholson. So he was an artist and an architect and he wrote this very famous article called How Not to Cheat Children, The Theory of Loose Parts. And in that, he explains how you can encourage children's creativity, their exploration, their experimentation with loose parts. And defines them as variables. Oh, well, that's helpful, Simon. I... <laughs> Thank you, sir. I now know what loose parts are. <laughs> to be fair, he did write this a while ago, so I feel like the lingo has changed a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, this is this is quite old considering when he wrote it. But basically, loose parts are not defined by the type, amount, size, or quality. So it's very open. And actually, it's nice to think about this that there's lots of things that can be loose parts. It's not as narrowed down as sometimes you might think when you see pictures on social media. Mm. Think, oh, it's only sticks and leaves and right. natural things. So that's what I get when I see like things on social media and that loose parts is very much logs, conkers, uh, pebbles, gla- you know, those glass, beautiful glass, pebbly, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. things like that. Is that the same or different or a bit of mix? So it includes all of those, but includes so much more. So I think... This conversation is nice because it really opens it up. Yeah. And actually, Simon Nicholson say, you know, not only does it include natural materials, but also kind of phenomenons and senses like smells, gravity, magnetism, fluids. Okay, uh, we need to take a step back. What, is, <laughs> what does that mean? How can a smell be a loose part? Please elaborate. So it's kind of just thinking about it in a more open way, thinking that, you know, smells are something that children like to explore. And also consider how that works in your environment. Do they get to experiment with different smells? How can that be used in different ways? Can they do it independently? See that as a loose part in itself. And then everything starts to open up and you start to think, oh, wow, have we got lots of options for sounds? Have we got lots of options for, for example, cooking and plants? You know, you just start to think about it in a more open and inclusive way. Well, I mean, that's it's done it for me already because I honestly thought loose parts was an object. And now you're like, nah, love, it's a smell as well. I'm like, what? What does this even mean? Like, so it's, it's it can either be an object or a concept that children like to explore. Is that, is that yeah, a fair exactly. way? Of, yeah, yeah, definitely. It can be a concept. So even, you know, things like time, 
he considered that oh. to be a loose part. <laughs> exactly. Listeners, that was my brain exploding. Are we going into like <laughs> Doctor Who mode here? Like what's happening? It's just nice to think about it in more than what you normally see. And so we're not saying that, you know, you're not doing loose parts right if you don't have these, not at all, but it's just nice to open your mind to all the different things that it can include. And actually, since we were researching this, we created a resource which expands on that and gives you ideas for those kind of different concepts so that you don't have to think about them as well. Thank goodness. That's really helpful because <laughs> I'm quite a visual pa- and I'm not going to remember this. I, my brain is like, wow, this is amazing CPD, but I can't, I'm not going to remember it. So I'm going to stick the link um, to those resources in our description as well. So our lovely listeners can follow along too. Cause I'm, I mean, I hope I'm not the only one who's like, what? I'm just, I'm, I'm very interested in this kind of thing. So this is, this is really nice um, to talk about. So when you were doing your, your research and things, what kind of things did you find out? Well, lots of different things related to also the discovery method. Oh, what's this? Well, it's something that we already do. You know, we talked about last time you hear a concept, but it's something that we already do in practice. And it's all about children learning best when they're in an environment where they can experiment and find things out by themselves. Right. That's the discovery method. So enabling them to discover things more independently and experiment with different things. So it links very closely to loose parts. So if there's lots of different things for them to experiment with smells, for example, or they have wooden kind of instruments to play with, then they can experiment and discover lots of things because of that. So it helps them to experiment and discover. Well, this is what we were saying before we were even recording, weren't we, ladies? It's the early years is it's the double-edged sword because everything is so cross-curricular. Like you say, this is so connected to things we've talked about previously. This kind of sounds like it almost links to the curiosity approach a little mm-hmm. bit as well. You know, everything links up. So I'm sure it's a challenge to even define and, how, you know, things like that. But it's also... A a really good thing because like you say we're probably already doing it instinctively in our practice but we just this is now like we're learning the name and like the theory behind it so if anyone is as lost as I am also be (laughs) also be really encouraged and be like you know what no we're doing this already we're helping children discover things you know they're exploring materials and concepts in different ways that they you know we wouldn't have that's that's kind of the essence of what it is really is that is that right and this is just to help give you some more inspiration more inspiration for what you could include in loose parts and more inspiration for how children can experiment with different things. So hopefully it's not um, an overwhelming <laughs> podcast, but more something that will inspire. Well, this is it. Us early years teachers, we love a good bit of Pinterest, don't we? We're like, exactly. oh, like, especially with like, loose parts and things. We're like, oh, what's, you know, what's this tough tray over here? So, you know, the resources that you're making are really helpful because like you say, I bet you've, I bet you've seen some really cool different setups and things, haven't you, about loose parts in your research? Lots of interesting ideas. I mean, even, for example, light as a loose part, we were thinking about what that would look like and, you know, how you can use that in different ways with mirrors and glass and transparent paper and jewellery. and Shadows. Yeah. Shadows, yeah. It's really exciting to think about. Oh, it's exciting. Do you know what? I feel like I want to get in back in the classroom now. I'm like, <laughs> right, kids, let's go and look at light. <laughs> like, do you remember those prisons when you were at school? Those used to fascinate yes. me. When you used to beam a little light into the prison and it splits it into its, all of yes. its colours. Oh, that would be so good in early years, wouldn't it? It's fascinating. Yeah, creating a rainbow. Yeah. Or a spectrum of light. So much to think about. See, look, there we go, getting ideas already. (laughs) Um, But another thing that I've also heard is something called the affordance theory, but I have Mm. no idea what that is either or how it connects. So please, geniuses, please elaborate for me. 
Okay, so again, it, it links really nicely with loose parts and loose part theory. So there was an American psychologist that developed the affordance theory um, and the approach. And really what he was suggesting, James Gibson was suggesting, was that each person has a unique way of perceiving and interacting with the environment and the objects within a space. So for children, when they play in a space or, or play with an object, they will be experiencing it in their own way. Um, so they'll see the object or the space where they're playing in terms of its affordances. So an affordance is really all the things that that space or that object has the potential to be, so the possibilities that it, it, that it has. So if you're thinking of it in terms of a loose part, you're, you're thinking of what a child would in, interact with something and would be thinking about how what they could do with it, how they could play with it, how they could make it change. So loose parts in terms of affordances is, is fantastic, really, because loose parts often are very open. They're open ended. So they offer more affordances. So is this kind of the oh, I remember I'm sure somewhere on Twinkle Art Gallery, I saw this really cute poster for a stick is the best toy because yes. it can be <laughs> it can be a sword. It can be a magic wand. It can be a pony you know anything and is that what the affordance theory is exactly that's exactly it it's about how a child would take something like a stick and how they would think about how they could interact with it and what that could then become so again you could think that the affordances could be that it could become a broomstick it could become a wand it could become a bridge for something but also the affordances in terms of it can balance it can break it can bend it can oh I don't know it can do it can float it can do, a stick can offer so many possibilities so in terms of loose parts are there are there any kind of categories that would help people because I know there's a lot of like nature-based resource a lot of mm-hmm. people are using you know like you say the sticks and that are there any other kinds yeah I mean we did divide things in the PowerPoint a little bit to have a conversation about natural versus manufactured, for example. Because again, something you might see on social media, there's a lot of natural loose parts. Obviously, those are wonderful, but it's a nice kind of discussion to have to think about manufactured ones as well. Because things like, you know, mirrors or shiny pieces that they might not be able to explore, metal as well in different forms, those are loose parts too. And it's nice to kind of reflect on what you have in your environment and the balance as well between the natural and the manufactured loose parts, because they can also be used in lots of different ways. Well, I think you've picked up on a good point there, because whenever I, especially on social media, look at loose parts play, it is all very natural. And so just to even think of something manufactured as being loose play feels a bit jarring because it's just not something I've seen, but obviously that is a thing. So what, like a spoon from the kitchen, that could be a loose part. Yeah. I think that the reason why possibly natural objects are quite often shown on social media and things is because they, they do offer, they're not prescriptive in any, any way. Um, so they do offer limitless possibilities. Whereas if you're thinking of a manufactured object, sometimes if you're presenting that to a child, they they might see it just as that object so that there is less affordances for that object. There's less possibilities of what it could be. So I think that's possibly why quite often you see a lot more of the natural loose parts because 
there is less association for young children that it's definitely it's that object and that object only yeah it makes sense doesn't it if it's from nature then it's naturally open-ended anyway that's just part of what it is it can be anything I think that's where the difference between giving a child a stick and giving a child a wand because Mm. they'll they'll instinctively maybe use the wand to create magic or Mm. for it to be something but a stick could become a wand but it also could be a stirring stick or you know it it could be a range of different things so I think that's possibly why you see a lot more natural resources being promoted yeah yeah is that the same then so for example I don't know why I'm thinking of a big Swedish shop that has lots of things right (laughs) that we all know that I probably can't say but you know I'm just (laughs) going to allude to that we all know that shop and we all love that shop very much I'm just thinking of like you know when you get like packs of bowls you know, mm-hmm. or things like that, they would be typically manufactured and they would have had a purpose. But it's that thing about, you know, give, um, give a child a cardboard box. That's manufactured as well, but that would still be a loose part, right? I think that's one of my best loose parts, actually, yes. a box. Oh, is it? Yeah. I mean, it's like the magic of junk modelling. You know, it was purposeful at one point as a bottle, plastic bottle for water, that was its purpose. But children don't see it only as that. And then we're kind of surprised every time which direction they go in. Because you might think, oh, yeah, they're going to make a rocket out of it. But they're like, no, I'm going to do something like a cricket bat or whatever it is. They just come up with whatever they want to do. And they're a lot more creative sometimes than I think our adult brains are used to. And so they'll surprise us with how many different affordances something might have. Yeah. Even when we don't think it will. I think that's the beauty of early years, though, isn't it? Like kids come up with the craziest things and it's just so cool but here's a crazy thing for you I have never in my 10 years teaching ever made the connection between junk modeling and loose parts theory ever (laughs) it's literally just gone ding it's the same thing (laughs) Shana it's literally the same thing except they're creating art with it when loose parts is you can do a role play you can do construction you can do a story you can do oh wow it's like the magic of loose parts yeah this is just (laughs) proof that it doesn't matter how long you've been a teacher you learn something new all the time. I never made that connection. So, guys, if you're listening and you've got a junk model area in your classroom, that's kind of already doing loose parts already. Like, just expand it into your other areas. I love it. I think probably what you'll find is in every area of your classroom, you'll have different types mm. of loose parts. So you'll have your junk modelling area and those are all loose parts. You'll have your water area and you'll have loose parts within Oh my God, yes, all the junks and the measuring things. (laughs) Actually, everything in each of your zones is a loose part of some form. It's just you might not view them as that because you're maybe as an adult thinking that it is an object to support them with certain things. A specific purpose, yeah, yeah. But a child won't necessarily think like that at all they'll see all the different possibilities you can do with a jug <laughs> and that's why they'll often move things around and sometimes as an adult we find that frustrating so like well that was meant for the sand but you've gone and put it in the water <laughs> do you know that's my main there? <laughs> it's actually when they put the water toys in the sand area i'm like now you've got sand all over it you can't put it in the water area now it's dirty but it makes sense though you see the logic because they're like but this can be used in many different ways and it's the wonder of the way their mind works and we sometimes just want to be like oh but please <laughs> for tidying sake 
that's me told. You are so right. That is me told. Like, I'm never going to say that to a child ever again. It's me being closed-minded. And it's these children going, no, what are you talking about, Shana? You can move it over here too. You can do this. Oh, dear. We learned something new. Putting handbags in your role-play area or bags of some kind can be potentially <laughs> really useful for loose part collection around your That's <laughs> That's a very good point. That is a very I was thinking point. you were thinking of the handbags in the water tread. I was thinking, oh, no. <laughs> I know. I was like, where is this going? Like, but then also, here, look, a handbag can be a loose part because it can yes. be a thing for carrying things. Or it could go in the water tray like Julia thought she, you was going to say. And it could <laughs> measure. Oh, do you know what? The possibilities are endless, aren't they, ladies? Yeah. And it's, that's why it's nice to talk about it. Yeah. Good. I like it. I like it. I think I've learned a lot already just from that. But in terms of like the research you've done and what you've seen, what's the impact on this theory, on settings, on children, on practitioners already? And where could it go? Wow, that's a that's yeah. a big question, Donna. <laughs> oh, whoops! Am I getting deep? <laughs> that actually really really links nicely into one of your listeners' questions, actually. Mm-hmm. Oh, so shall we save it? Yeah, I think so. In general, loose parts play. There are so many benefits. So so many benefits in terms of accessing all of the early years framework and the characteristics of effective teaching and learning. I mean, for children. They can become decision makers and Mm. follow their own interests and they can take risks with resources and they can invent. Do you think it does a lot for their mental health as well? Because in terms of confidence, self-aware, you know, things like that, does it does it help there as well? Yeah, definitely. I mean, definitely developing their sense of self and and developing their um, ability to see something and it'd be different to some what somebody else thinks of it but it doesn't matter that's okay that's that's Mm, part of that process of being Mm. an agent of your play and and developing your independence with with how you play and and your thoughts and how you feel about them have you seen an impact on how it's supported practitioners and how it's changed their their kind of practice or settings I mean yeah even from the conversations we've had I think it really helps practitioners to reflect on what they have in their setting and how children can play with them. So the affordances that the resources give. So like we were talking about maybe a plastic car, you might then look at that and think, actually, how many affordances is this giving children? Is this open enough for children to use it in many different ways? What do we have for children to explore? Can they explore light, smells, magnetism in different ways? Or have we only used some natural resources or only small resources and not big ones as well so I think it really makes you think about what you have available and what children can do with that as well and also how many loose parts you have in your outdoor environment Mm -hmm. and your indoor environment that's a good point and making sure that there is a variety not all out at the same time yes (laughs) it's important to think about and I think that's one of the things that a practitioner's role is really important in is refreshing Mm -hmm. and and bringing new things out to create that it continue that interest Mm, I think that's I mean speaking from my experience that was something I was really not always really struggled with but it was something that I was mindful of of oh okay what what's what's new that I can put out next week you know what have they already explored and engaged with what's what's what can I bring to them that's new and then the budget comes in and you're like oh great we've got no money this year I can't buy any resources 
I don't know what to do. We're just going through the same stuff over and over again. Of course, you know, we're all going through this cost of living crisis at the minute. And, you know, settings are being hit really hard, especially ones that aren't being governed by the state. And, you know, they're charity run or they're privately run and, you know, they're running out of places to get money to buy resources. Loose parts might actually be a way to help expand what you've already got and take that pressure off of settings and practitioners and say, well, well, we haven't got this resource, um, so we can't do this. Well, actually, maybe you can. Have a look at what you've already got. Let's try and expand what, what we can do with the resources we do have and be more open and more flexible if we're able to. And hopefully that will, like you say, hopefully save us a bit of money because we all, you know, we're all struggling at the minute. But also, like you say, because the children come up with such great ideas that I know I would never think of in a, in a million years, it maybe takes the pressure off of planning a little bit as well. Like, actually, you've noticed a child doing this really cool thing with a with a with a pine cone that I would never have thought of. Actually, let's let's build on that. Let's turn let's turn that into teaching as well. And and have the loose part and the inspiration and the affordance that comes from that as the inspiration, maybe. And, and I think to go alongside that, it's not about always changing the resources and giving new things. It's about looking at how children are interacting with something and then layering it with something else or putting it into a different area. So it is different and it is refreshed, but it's just in a new way. So children will then probably play with it in a different way or take their learning a bit further. So it, it's about being creative, I think, with the, the resources that you do have. Definitely. And a lot of the loose parts, they don't have to be expensive. They can be everyday loose parts, like you're talking about a pine cone. Using it in the sand kind of area would be totally different to if you put it on a space where more art happens and they're looking at it from a shape's perspective and they're drawing pictures that look like the pine cone or it's part of the role play and it's a present for someone and just even very simple resources considering how it's been used and how you can, like you say, place it in different areas to inspire different usage. I love it. I love it. And speaking of inspiring, we've got um, some questions from our lovely followers. I know in our in our social media groups, there's been a lot of talk about loose play. And I think especially at this time of year in autumn, you know, when there's lots of natural things naturally falling off the trees, we're like, yes, we're going to do some conquer <laughs> hunting, you know, things like that. There's is ample opportunity and ample time to, to maybe put this theory into practice. So... Um, we've got our first question from Hayley. She would actually just love some suggestions of cheap resources that they can add to their collections that they've got already. Yeah. I mean, this is a great question and we have lots of answers <laughs> to, that will hopefully Hit help. us, go. <laughs> We're going to get a list. So, so just to start off is thinking about where you could get cheaper resources from or so obviously you've mentioned the natural world. There's obviously loads and loads of free resources but obviously be mindful not to take too much mm -hmm. as well because I think you know that, that, that that's a careful balance to obviously consider but there are also other places that you can think about getting loose parts from for free so in the past I've involved parents and community put out calls for people to help to saying exactly what kinds of things you're looking for and maybe explaining what loose parts are so involving your community probably through social media as well you could seek local companies and tree surgeons they're often very handy <laughs> to uh, contact for some of the natural resources you could even swap 
loose parts between settings. So getting your network Ooh. of schools or preschools to say, well, these, these are all the loose parts that we've got. What kinds of things do you have? And then share them. And so you are naturally just then rotating your resources ac- across your locality, which would be great to do rather than buying new things. Jumble sales, obviously, char- charity shops, scrap stores. If you've got one locally, they often allow you to subscribe and you can go and collect things for a certain cost a year I think Um, they're all run slightly differently so those are some of the places where you could maybe source some free loose parts other than the natural world obviously but in terms of other resources there's things like tubes and boxes and there's so many possibilities yeah offcuts of material that you know scraps um old clothes they're a loose part you know it's um containers bags baskets buckets things that you just have probably in your setting or things that you might have in your house that could support and spark an interest well that weekly recycling you know when when they come in instead of giving it to the recycling take it into school use it use it at school instead definitely and I think that's that's something that again is a really good environmental message isn't it Mm -hmm. about reducing the impact of buying new things and reusing them which is brilliant for children to see the possibilities of resources that are junk that can become something else and be innovated to become a new object what's that saying one man's trash is another man's treasure exactly and I think that's never more true in the early years (laughs) and I think relationship with parents are such a such big one because I don't think that that's very obvious that we're looking for those sort of things either parents might have access to things that we don't know about and they would have no idea that we'd be interested in it you know even some sort of old kitchen equipment that people could use in role play they wouldn't know that that would be interesting to the earlier setting they might throw out a spatula that they don't need or a wooden spoon and junk modeling especially I remember when I was in my setting and the kids always use so much of it we never had enough and as soon as we asked parents we were inundated but they had no idea that they they would want you know their old cereal boxes they didn't think that would be anything would be interested in so just making that really clear with parents about how you can work together do you know I think I remember once if you go to like the car repair shops and that you can get free Mm, tires because I'm sure I heard somewhere that they have to get rid of old tires they like they have to go they have to pay to get them removed Mm -hmm. so they'll be more than happy to go to settings or you go to them and just pick up a couple of old tires and the amount of things you can do with tires in an earlier setting is is mad and they're big resources as well aren't they aren't they like you say we don't just want all the small bits we want the big ones as well like you say construction sites want you know the planks bricks whatever as long as there's a risk assessment with someone. I was about to go yes. on to say. <laughs> Disclaimer. I, I, thought, I thought you were going to shout at me, so I thought I'd whisper it. Go on, shout at me, guys. Risk assessment. Well, I was just going to add, if you're, wherever the resources are coming from, you have a, an element of having to check them and check that they're safe. And things like tyres do have a steel bracing inside the wheel. So if they're old tyres, you do need to check that there's no wire poking out of them so and if they're going to be stationary in a place you know they will collect water so you know you've got you've got you've got to be managing and checking the hazards I suppose of all all the resources that come from a variety of places you need them to be safe don't you absolutely good point good point phew save me there nearly, nearly <laughs> got in trouble but I didn't phew. question number two from Mabel 
Um, I know I've kind of touched on this a little bit, but go loose now, ladies. What are the benefits of loose parts play? Well, I mean, there are so many. It's, it is hard to narrow it down. But we, we put it into personal, social and emotional communication, language and physical development. And that's really nice to think about when you start splitting it up. So especially those big loose parts, physical development is such a big one. You know, they need hand-eye coordination, <laughs> balance, as well as, you know, they're big physical movements. If you think about them moving those tires or even really big branches, that's going to take big gross motor skills that they're developing. And it's really nice to consider the skills they can get outside, of course, versus the inside, because sometimes loose parts are seen as something quite neat and tidy in little baskets that you get out sometimes. So it's nice to think of it in a big context and those physical movements that they get from. No, I like it. And I know this goes without saying, isn't it? Imagination, expressive Mm. arts and design, that literally goes without saying. Understanding of the world, like you say, all the scientific concepts and things like that. It it just hits every area of the curriculum, doesn't it, guys? It really does. does. (laughs) We could speak about it all day. Well, this is it. I think it also characteristics of effective learning, which I think sometimes can get missed off. I think if you look at all of those different areas about trial and error, persistence, yeah. predictions, you know. Problem solving. Yeah, I feel like loose parts risk is taking. just yeah. risk taking, exactly. <laughs> it all just goes hand in hand, doesn't it? So I hope this is inspiration to you, Mabel. There are many benefits, <laughs> many, many, many. And last but certainly not least, we've got Zainab and they ask, how can I make loose parts play more enjoyable? Well, I think one of the things for me is also thinking about what we talked about at the beginning, considering all the different types of loose parts, because maybe sometimes it can be less enjoyable or feel more stuck when you've got the same loose parts or we're not changing them. So considering what loose parts you've got and all the possibilities can make it really enjoyable. Like, you know, we were talking about smells and light. Where have they got that exploration in the setting? That can make it really fun for both practitioners and children because I do think that children pick up on your enjoyment of the setting as well so if you're not having fun they can sense that sometimes so as long as you're making it interesting for you as well well this is it I think as as teachers as well and practitioners we have this expectation that you know we're supposed to lead and model all the time and show what we're doing but actually I think loose part theory gives us a real freedom as to explore with the child and find an object and go oh okay what what can we do with this? I actually don't know. Kids, come and help me out. And to have that shared experience and learning, exploring together. So again, in the PowerPoint that we created, we took the practitioner's role in three different areas. We took them as as a facilitator and as an observer and researcher and as a collaborator, um, which is exactly what you've just said about giving children the space and the time and working alongside them and sharing their interests and taking their curiosity and then giving them another interesting and unusual item to explore and wonder what to do with. So yeah, there's there's sort of three key areas that we've explored in that, in the PowerPoint, which should hopefully support practitioners in taking a slightly different view of how to facilitate these parts play. Yeah, 100%. I've said it before already, but I feel like I've learned so much just by having this chat. Like it is a lot bigger than I think a lot of us expect. And that's really nice because it gives us a lot of freedom and flexibility, which is great. On to our final segment of uh, today's episode. Now, as you all know, we usually do Would You Rather Teacher Edition, but Julia, Lulia, 
literally you've already done it you've already done it i'm not we can't have you do it again so we're going to switch it up we're going to play a game it's going to be called guess the loose parts Woo! anybody excited oh wow that was terrible okay (laughs) i wasn't ready for the wooing i didn't know we were wooing well i'm not doing it the moment's gone julia the moment's gone it's too late We are going to take it in turns. We've all brought to the table a loose part, but we're not going to show it to each other. We're going to describe it using all of our senses, people. And we're going to try and guess what the loose part is. Okay, who's feeling brave to go first? I'm happy to go first. (gasps) Right, I'm ready, Lou. Drum roll. (laughs) I I would have probably, once upon a time, brought a box. And actually, I was thinking it would be great if you'd had the camera. Um, option because I would I would have pinged out of a box because I love boxes. <laughs> well, it's like a little cat. <laughs> I am really confused right now. We, but, okay, but I didn't bring a box. For, oh, it's for, not a box. I thought it's like not. you missed the point of the game. Lou. You just <laughs> yeah. told us what it is. Like this is a wasted opportunity. Okay, no, so it's not a box. No, it's not okay. a box. Right. right. So mine is um, round, curved shaped, and it's a bit. I know. How could you know? (laughs) Because I was going to choose this one too. (laughs) It's 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 hard. Yeah. Very smooth on the inside. Oh, so you can go inside it. It's not like go inside it. It's smooth on the inside, sharp on the outside. Yeah, mine has opened, so mine is definitely. I can definitely feel inside mine. I'm just gonna, just gonna <laughs> wait for shift. Oh my god! I, if you, if you saw the, if you listened to the episode of Snack Time, episode three, where I played a similar game with Lauren about <laughs> guess the fruit or veg, I was terrible. Okay, I couldn't guess carrot from orange and long, so I don't know how I'm gonna. Okay, so it's round. It's spiky on the outside. Yeah. Oh, can I ask a question? Yep. Is it natural or manufactured? Huh? Yep. A natural object. It comes from a plant. It comes from a plant. Oh, hang and, on! And <laughs> I think I've got it. The pennies are up. <laughs> green, and mine's sort of yellowy brown now. Is that because you've been holding it too long? Has it gone mouldy? <laughs> Definitely no. not. No. No. Okay. Okay, I think I think I've got it now. Oh, can I give you one more clue that I oh, discovered on, today? Oh, I was yeah. exploring my object. That mm-hmm. when, <laughs> when taking, she's taken this game really seriously. Thank I really you, have. I appreciate. Really I appreciate. Have. So when you put it in water and it's not got anything inside it, it floats, mm. just bobs. But when you put the thing that comes out of it inside it, it turns upside down. Shut the front door. It flicks over. Okay, guys, is it a conker shell for a start? <laughs> Drum roll, please. <laughs> it is a conker shell. Oh, my God. Oh, my so God, cool. guys, we all have to get conker shells and do the thing that Lou did. Yes. Please, listeners, take videos of you doing that in your settings. I'm genuinely fascinated. That's mad. I never knew that. Okay, so conker shell, that's one loose part. Uh, I'm going to hold it because I feel I feel inspired if I physically touch it. It's long. 
um, it's hard. Uh, it's got a smooth surface and then it's got knobbly bits on the end. This is I'm really trying really hard to be, be serious when I describe it, but it's a serious <laughs> thing. It's You can do lots of things with it. You can hit things with it. You can roll things with it. You can uh, cook. You can cook with it. You can cook with it. Are we talking about a stick? No. Can you imagine if I actually picked up a stick? I thought you might have. I no. love sticks. <laughs> we, I mean, I love sticks, but yeah, no, it's not a stick. Try again. Is Try it, again. Is it a natural item? Is it made of a natural material, but it's manufactured? That's a bit, yes. Ooh. So it's, it's natural, but it is also Is it a wooden spoon? No, it's not a wooden is it, spoon. Is it a rolling pin? <gasps> it is a rolling pin! Oh, very good. <laughs> that's nice oh dear i was like long hard smooth knobbly bits this is not gonna go well but uh you got it you did it you got it i love this game game. (laughs) i'm gonna play this all day now (laughs) we've set you off lou we've set you off probably just on my own but (laughs) let us know if you win yeah I will do. It's yeah, going to be a right. tricky guessing game for yourself. <laughs> well, the easiest one on the planet. I mean, let's... are you ready, Julia? I'm, I'm really intrigued. I'm ready. Okay. So they're often thin. And they can come in different shapes. Sometimes they have holes in them. And they can change colour. What? Yeah. Oh, this is hard. And there's a long and thin bit often at one end. And they can be found outside. Okay, so it's a natural resource. Mm-hmm. Changes colour. It can change colour. It can change colour. Caterpillar! Oh, wait, no, we can't have live animals <laughs> as loose parts. That's not, no, 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 no. RSPCA would not be happy about that. Would you like a clue? Yeah. yeah. It can only change colour at this time of year. <gasps> I've got it. Oh, Shana, you're so good at this game. I'm terrible. What are you, have you not been, have you not been listening? I think I've got, well, I, you know what? I think I've got it and I probably haven't got it, but I think I've got it. Go on. Is it a leaf? Yes. Yay! <laughs> when well you say done. they're usually long and thin, I was like, no, they're, they're usually like small and fat and round, aren't they? No, the little stem, that's what I was talking about. They usually have a long and thin part. Oh, so that's just me not paying attention. And then I said the rest of them, like they come in different shapes and sizes. I love that. And the whole change colour bit. I was like, ooh. I know, but isn't that fun though? Because your reaction is like, wow, it sounds so magical. And you're like, because it is. Yeah. All the beautiful colours that are coming out, I think are so magical. I love, I love leaves at this time of year. Like watching autumn and the leaves change colour is just the most magical thing ever. So Crunching on leaves is just one of the best noises. Oh, yes, you're so right. Pure joy. It is. <laughs> well, I wonder if any of our listeners got those quicker than us. Probably, probably. Um, but that was fun, wasn't it? It was yeah. great. Good game. That was really good. It was a good way to end as well. much for coming on again I know you've been taking time out to come and see me and talk to me and that was really interesting actually I feel like I've really learned a lot about loose parts and hopefully it will inspire a lot of people as well to kind of look at their own environments and their own resources and go hmm how can we do things differently now you know and that'll be really exciting to see and if you do have inspiration guys please send videos in send messages we love to see what you're getting up to and things like that but um Lulia, you're not going to go too far, are you? I can ask you back for, for another <laughs> one. Of course, no, we're always around. We're working on creativity. 
and risky play. So you know. risky play would be That's a great curiosity, one. So, oh, yeah. Well, you know what? Maybe I'll leave it up to my listeners. I'll ask them what they want to hear from you guys. Sounds we'll see. Fun. <laughs> oh, well, have a marvelous day, guys, and I'll see you soon. Thank Take you, Shana. Bye. Okay, bye. Well, there you go. That is the end of today's episode. Did you like the game? I bet you all got those loose parts quicker than I did. I don't know why. I think I'm just a very visual person and describing things to me is just not going to (laughs) work. But it was a lot of fun. And I do hope you learned a lot about loose parts as well and that you can apply it in your settings. So send us some pictures, send us some videos of how you are using loose parts in your settings. But that's it for now. And until next time, I'll see you real soon. So that's it from today's episode. Thanks so much for listening. And I hope you really enjoyed it. If you would like to get involved or would like to know more, come and find us on our social media sites. We have a Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest and TikTok account. All of the details will be in the description. And whatever you're doing, I hope you have a great day today.